Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, I'm not even going to hint at it. Binkley is absolutely chomping at the bit. No, I'm just kidding. I actually thought you'd be more excited. Well, as a kid, I would have been out of my mind excited that the Braves won the World Series. When they won it this time... I called my friend and I said, I don't know how to feel. I'm so used to complaining all the time, all these years. <laughs> I feel like that's my identity when it comes to the Braves. So I can't believe what they just did to us. Now we have to watch all of next season and expect them to win it again. And we know they're not going to win it again. <laughs> Another 26 years of agony. <laughs> yes, but they played a great game. It's really a little bit surreal that they actually, that an Atlanta sports team rather, actually won. I know the soccer team won a championship. It's really a soccer fan. just a, a, a team that you're a fan of. That's what's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, what, is yeah. Georgia Tech going to win next? Like, no, Georgia Tech, if Georgia Tech were to win next, then my suffering would be over. Okay. I'm that's afraid your heart would explode. I, I don't know what I would do. I, I seriously did not know how to feel. It was fun to watch. I watched it with my dad. My mom and my dad actually went to the last World Series, and they always watched the games together. And I know that it made him very made him very happy. And so that was really cool of it to get to watch it with him and see. What was uh, the most salient point for for people who aren't in Atlanta? What was interesting about it? Well, there was a guy who hit a home run. He ended up winning the MVP, and he hit a home run that literally went out of the stadium. He crushed the ball. It was unbelievable. I mean, the guy just absolutely crushed it. And what I love about this, and I think that the mainstream media really missed a great headline here. This player had to sit out the NLCS for COVID protocols because he tested positive and he's unvaccinated. So I think that the mainstream media had the perfect headline of could have been something like bigoted Braves win World Series behind the play of unvaccinated MVP while racist fans do the chop. <laughs> I mean, they, they had that just sitting up on a tee for him, and I don't think they took it. I think unvaccinated is too neutral. They should, should have said filthy animal, un, unwashed. Well, he's unwashed Cuban, player. so I, they, I don't know if they could have gone with that. Yeah. See, that's what's interesting to me, that he was Cuba, Cuban from Cuba, because Cuba is a communist country. And you would think that they would be used to rank and file following orders. Now, maybe... The Cuban government isn't following the world lead on vaccine lockstep and all that. Or maybe, and I've often thought this, that poverty is really horribly, I'm not happy about it, but poverty is kind of like the answer to totalitarianism because the countries then fall or they lose control when the results of communism, which is a complete end to prosperity and resources, it's it's the rich countries that can afford surveillance and all that. It's the rich countries where the people are so afraid of losing things that they can be controlled. I mean, it's kind of paradoxical, but more power to them. Yeah, it was great. And I think the Braves general manager who put together the team when he made a bunch of trades at the trade deadline wasn't there because he apparently is in COVID protocols as well. I think that there's a lot of players or what do you people get, in like the Braves organization. Positive test with no symptoms or something? They don't say. They just say in COVID protocol, which oh, I don't I even know. know if that means that they have a positive test or not. Yeah, this is part of my whole idea that sports is just they no longer need sports to be a proxy for war. So they're using the pandemic social 
structure to they talk about sports that way, the COVID list. And it's just it, there's something more so societally important about the way they talk about these guys who are out for that reason, where whether it's noncompliance or a positive test or whatever, they are in pandemic jail. Yeah, that's what it feels like when they talk about it. Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of pandemic jail, we have a lot of people who are pushing back against these mandates and it's becoming more and more public. And I do have a comment on that here in a moment. But there's companies right now that with this federal eight, December 8th federal deadline to get the workforce, the federal work workforce vaccinated, which requires all federal employees and federal contractors to receive it without the ability to take the test. Did I tell you this, that Congress and the judiciary are not included? Yeah, which is so it's not really all federal employee. I mean, it's the executive branch and they say it's because, well, Biden doesn't have authority over those branches, but he has a he doesn't have authority over companies with over 100 employees either. They pick and choose how they talk about this. Right. And there's a lot of companies who probably <clears throat> noticed that as well, who are concerned about this impending date because they're basically going to be screwed. And according to Politico, in fact, more than a dozen industry industry advocates across aerospace, distribution, defense, and trucking sectors have revealed that they either have little confidence that they will be able to meet the December 8th deadline for their workers to get the vaccine, or they have expressed concerns about the difficulties a mandate is going to pose in the labor force. And the White House's response to these concerns has been to offer an alternative solution, which is a really, really great solution. They say you don't have to fire your employees necessarily on the 8th if they're not vaccinated. What you can do instead is you can force them to begin counseling sessions where you can tell them the benefits of the vaccine and the ramifications of noncompliance. So either fire them or indoctrinate them seems to be the two options on the table. The ramifications of noncompliance, I mean... This just, I can't, it's almost like my, my brain can't handle, I've reached the limits of my ability to absorb cognitive dissonance with this idea that the, the government imposed irrelevant policy, economic punishment of getting the vaccination is the argument they use to tell them to get vaccinated rather than their health. Right. Yeah. I can't, it's, it's compliance. I can't, it's all about compliance. But it's it's like you don't understand. It's as I'm telling you, it is just like a domestic abuser. It really is. Like you said, it's like, why are you making, you know, this is entirely under your control. If you would just do what I say and abandon your own right to be a human individual, then you wouldn't have to suffer this way. But you're forcing us to starve you and your children to death because you won't accept this thing into your body. Right. Yeah, e either force them to get it or waterboard them. I don't know where it's going to go next. But it's it's it's, a, it's it's really like rape. It's like take this thing into your body because you have no because we have the power. I mean, that's what you know that is where domestic abuse comes from. You live in my house, I feed you, you take it. You take it. You have no rights to not take it. Let me explain it to you. Yeah. It's very chilling in my feeling. It is. And some companies don't like it. They're pushing back in, res in response to the White House's offering. They're trucking. Many people across or businesses across the trucking industry are 
not down with it. And instead, they are threatening to end their work contracts with the federal government. And they're letting the government know what the consequences of ending that relationship could be. Bill Sullivan, who is the executive president of advocacy for the American Trucking Association, he told Politico that if the companies decide that the cost of the mandate, they might decide that the cost of the mandate is not worth the government's checks. And if they do drop their contacts with the government, it's going to be hard for the government to do things like get certain foods to troops, transport fuel to military vehicles, or even deploy the National Guard. This is interesting to me, this this threat. I like the fact that they're standing up to it, but in the back of my mind, part of me wonders, it seems like the government, by imposing these mandates, is causing somewhat of a, a could trigger a collapse of society of the economy of society and then they can turn around and blame it on those who are unvaccinated instead of their own policy so it's almost like they're getting what they want through Absolutely. these responses yeah that's been my feeling too and the and the issue with the truckers specifically i a lot of people have been sending me coverage of how the truckers not being able to go in and out of california is what the supply chain issue is and I, I haven't, I probably should have really dug into it. My brother's a truck driver and he hasn't been able to come into California at all since I've been here. He, and, and this was going on for years and years. He was his truck, even though it was fairly new in trucker sense, like you can put a million miles on a truck. So he, it was fairly new and he wasn't going to get a new truck, but he wasn't allowed to go in and out of California. And when I said like, maybe I'll have you move me. He said, I would have to stop at the border and switch trucks, like switch to a truck that is allowed to go into California. And I've heard this as an excuse for why there are supply chain issues. But my understanding was that was his problem for for several years, if not many years already. So they're setting it up to make it seem like the truckers are the problem. Now, if the federal government basically releases all its demand for trucking, which I don't think it's going to work that way. They'll just push that mandate onto all trucks everywhere because they really have a lot of authority over trucks. Uh, and then so I, I, if the federal government, if they abandon the federal government, then they could return their efforts to the private sector. But I, and, and that could relieve the supply chain issue. But actually instead, I feel like it's going to, this is a stepping stone towards continuing to blame the truckers for the supply chain issues. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes as we get closer and closer to December 8th. There's also a bunch of employees at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester who are walking out. 8,000 of them are blaming the Biden administration's vaccine mandates for why they're walking out. And they're marching. They're protesting with signs that say medical tyranny. Shame on you, Mayo. One of their employees actually posted on Facebook, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have every other vaccine under the sun. I believe in science. I believe in research. But what I don't believe in is politics getting involved in personal health choices. And then she goes on to say the institution is falling victim to communism. I think it's interesting because the Mayo Clinic is a high-level research industry funded by many government grants. They, my, We actually took my mom there years and years ago because they have so much sophisticated research programs and technology there that to see employees at this place walk out, I mean, this is no joke. 8,000 employees at the Mayo Clinic? I, I do feel, I said the other day, like I feel like they had to have expected 25% noncompliance. They just had to have. That has to be baked in. That's a big number, and I feel like there are probably three reasons that this is consistent with their plans 
One is they're curating out people who have their own volition or thoughts or even just anti-vax or or skeptical of vax or not following orders. They now have a 100% lockstep or virtue signaling or true believer or whatever workforce in across the board throughout government and healthcare. Then you have the... Uh, this is a stepping stone to replace labor with tech, a lot of which is subsidized by government research. So you are actually flip, you are weakening labor across the board all at once by introducing a lot of very expensive tech that replaces labor at once, causing systematic unemployment, put a lot of people on UBI. So that is a great restructuring of society. And I think there's also that element of just downgrading. We go into stores now. I don't know about you, but in my stores, shelves are empty and you cannot pick the brands you want. This is unbelievable. I literally went to Costco just to get toilet paper the other day and they were out. And now I have on my list to like go to different stores trying to find toilet paper like that is ussr stuff yeah things are looking mighty strange right now out in the world how are they looking in virginia uh well what happened with aaron Rodgers? oh aaron Rodgers right now is is trending on twitter because apparently according to these sports reporters he is not vaccinated despite telling them previously that he is inoculated so they nice. So he had it right. That's what he's saying. Like I always thought that would be a clever way to do it. You're inoculated because you have the antibodies. I don't know what I tried to look up the definitions if that would really work. But yeah. I'm a little cautious that all of that chatter now is leading towards expanding the vaccination passport program to include people who have tested positive for COVID, which would imply they had the antibodies, or who have actually had symptomatic COVID, or who have gotten a positive antibody test. Now that sounds like a good thing because then you get to go to the movies get your hair cut however what it really does is now everybody shows their papers okay so there's a handful mm-hmm. of people who don't but basically you've done the first tier of your goal which is to get everybody vaccinated and once you realize that that's stalled then you get the next tier to get everybody registered yeah and here's what this blue check mark actually tweeted and it doesn't make any sense he said qb aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated per me and Mike Garfalo. That's why he's out for Sunday's game versus the Chief, which is confusing to me. Is he out of the game because he is unvaccinated or because he tested positive? And if he's out because he's unvaccinated, does that mean that players who test positive but are vaccinated are allowed to play? Is this guy's making seem like the reason he is not going to play is because he's unvaccinated as opposed to because he tested positive? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, in some places they don't make vaccinated people test. And I mean, try to talk. So I was trying to talk. I got my last haircut before I'm locked out of salons forever yesterday. And uh, I was talking to the guy who I love. He's really, really sweet. And he was just like, my girlfriend got vaccinated. Then she got COVID. And I said, do you think she got it from an unvaccinated person? He said, well, of course she did. (laughs) I was like, but I got it from a vaccinated person. You know, like, what are you talking about? They have no idea. It's just such I know. an assumption. He was nice. He was like, I don't really know. You know, he was nice. He wasn't being, he didn't even know whether I was vaccinated or not. Like, I just, I was just having a conversation. I shouldn't even called out who it was. It's just that I happened to go in to get my haircut. And I really, really love this guy. But it was just funny. He was laughing too. Like, he knew 
he's just a sweet guy, but he knew like it sounded not quite right. He's like, I don't really know. It's just I work around all these people. They're going to want me to be vaccinated. Of course, I had to be. My priest said the same thing. Well, not my priest, but <laughs> uh, priest we asked about this question locally said the same thing. Is that so, a new confession, priest? I'm unvaccinated that people are making? No, I actually it was like, is it wrong of us to get vaccinated because of all the aborted fetal cells that are used in the testing and in the vaccines themselves. But that's just one part of my issue with it. So, I mean, he was like, look, Pope said it was okay. I'm not, you can't be holier than the church. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but you can be holier than the Pope. I mean, that's not hard. <laughs> You're kind of required to be holier than this Pope. So I have a, just a ton of stuff on the Virginia race, governor race and the details about what, how the guy won and my opinions and stuff. I, uh, I will tell you, uh, let's, let's go to the, let's put that in the XR, but I do want to say one thing. The Lieutenant governor who was elected, I had talked about her before. So the headline on Fox news today was progressives cry racism rip McAuliffe after disastrous loss in Virginia governor election. Okay. But the lieutenant governor, (laughs) Winsome Sears, like the more I read, I, I have never seen her on video, but the more I read what she has to say, I love this chick. She is based AF for sure. She is, I talked to you about her before because she refused to reveal her vaccination status and said no one should have to do that. She's a Jamaican chick and she had, I mean, I have here one, two, three, four, five, six quotes from her that I wanted to share, like one after the other. So I'll bring all of that to the XR. It's just, it's a lot. It's going to go over. I also want to just say a couple of updates on other things. So the Virginia race was won by the Republican and the Democrat who had been a really big Democrat lost and conceded. Now people are saying, basically people are saying, well, here's a path for, you know, to follow in this guy's footsteps is how Republicans may redeem themselves after Trump. So that's a big theme I want to talk about in the XR. And then just as an update on a couple of other things, the New Jersey race is too close to call. So, and even that in itself is pretty significant because it's, it's the Democrats outweigh the Republicans by a lot there. And then, and it's possible that the Democrat could win because there's a lot of, he's trailing by a smidge right now, but there's a lot of mail-in ballots. And if they break substantially Democrat, which they might, he would get it. Then I just wanted to say as a follow-up to when I talked about the rent control initiative on the ballot in St. Paul, St. Minneapolis, St. Paul ranks last in rent increases in the past year. It was like 3%. They capped rent increases at 3%, which they were getting anyway. But once you do that, what you do is create every single solitary landlord will raise their rents before this thing gets imposed. So they're going to create a massive rent increase and they'll probably go back and say, this is why we had to do it. But meanwhile, that's what's sparking it. And it completely grinds to a halt all new building because this referendum included in it that new buildings and vacant apartments would not be exempted. So rent control does not work. I put some 
stuff in the show notes. This is going to be a case study in that. And what this is going to do is going to spark massive issues that will then justify radical policies. This is a setup. This is a stepping stone. And I've seen this coming up in a lot of different places. Homeless stuff, rent control. It's meant for probably to usher in the kind of green infrastructure, but really it's command and control, total surveillance building that I think all of this is leading to. And I really wish Rosa Quar was live. And uh, I got too much, so I'm just going to stop right now. Minnesota is a place where they seem to be doing lots of social experiments. They're trying to get rid of the police force there. They rejected that. Yeah. They rejected that. Minneapolis rejected the police thing, but they did open the door themselves to some rent control legislation down the road. It's, yeah, you're right. It's definitely uh, jumping the shark up there. All right. Before we get to our last big story of the 330, which is about the Interesting findings that Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, has included, and it's just released October 2021 Coordinated Inauthentic Behavior Report. Monica, I think you specifically will find what's inside interesting. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is the six-figure job that could soon be taken over by robots. And did Trump make rhinos cool again? And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor of today's show, Learny. Learny, that's learn with an IE, is the all new free mobile app that allows you to easily create and share knowledge on any subject, sports, health, economics, cooking, growing food, exercise, how to build or repair something, pretty much anything you can think of, even blockchain. See, what Learny does is they use sophisticated micro learning technology that enables you to create and consume micro lessons on the fly. Learning is kind of like a TikTok of learning, and it's all about your freedom to share knowledge. In fact, along with making a learning of your own, you can also collaborate with others by adding insights and ideas to already existing learnings. It's a cool idea, and instead of spending an hour on TikTok, go over to the App Store or Google Play Store, download Learning. It's free, and then create your first learning, send it to Monica and I so that we can learn from you. And you can also go to mylearning.com. That's mylearnie.com. Check it out today. Don't forget to create that first learning because Monica and I want to see what you know. Yeah, very interested in this. I really hope they're successful. I hope it's a good product. I would love to hear feedback on if you like it or not. It's a new product. And one of the guys behind it is an old libertarian friend of the show from the Atlanta days, big Ron Paul guy, really, really lifelong, devoted, devotes all of his time and energy to promoting liberty in innovative ways. So I really hope that they do well there. And and I think they'd be totally open to feedback. So feel free to tell me and I will pass it along the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. I love the idea of the TikTok of, of learning micro lessons to to learn quickly because the, the attention span has gotten shorter. So we got to learn faster. Like Actually, that. wasn't I kind of talking about something like that the other day when I said they don't have to make a TikTok soft porn. They could make it how to bake a heart shaped cake. Yeah, exactly. Fongul, yeah. that is freaky. <laughs> That is yeah. <laughs> freaky. Maybe it was like incepted into my brain when I was um, learning about learning. Perhaps. Also, we continue to try to 
expand and improve our offerings. Our premium content now includes a 50-minute commercial-free DNB Monday through Thursday, including live streaming video on Thursdays for Rockfin subscribers, and on most Fridays, an exclusive interview with a thought leader, subject matter expert, or particularly original fellow podcaster, as well as patron-only Q&As on Patreon and Deep Dives, which are exclusively on Rockfin. So if you want to subscribe, we have tons to offer, and we have different options on Patreon. And also, you get... Our content on Rockfin, our exclusive content, as well as the exclusive content of all the other Rockfin creators when you subscribe to us on Rockfin. And we do have the Rockfin Thursdays live with video and interactive chat tomorrow. So if you want to participate in that, you have to go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report. If you want to check out our Patreon offerings, go to patreon.com slash slash propaganda report and check us out there. And Monica has some new, new t-shirt colors that she has in restocked with blue and black propaganda report t-shirts. Which yeah, look I fantastic. just sent you a couple. You're going to love them. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yes. and I've seen them uh, in your Facebook or your FaceTime. I can see it behind you and they look great. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah, they're really, really cool. And now on to our final story of the 330. So you mentioned something recently that stuck in my head. And then when I saw this report that Facebook released about coordinated and authentic behavior which they are tracking constantly the tri- the trolls online so that they can then remove these groups. It's stuck in my head because they released a report on Nicaragua. And you were talking about Nicaragua <laughs> recently. Yes. A, a listener, a tweet, someone I actually met at a Tripoli show. When this whole thing came down, he just bugged out to Nicaragua. He was just fun in the sun the whole time. And I literally started like Googling, <laughs> can an expat buy land in Nicaragua. And lo and behold, the next week I saw headlines saying the government in Nicaragua is bad, 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 bad. Uh, we we got we to gotta pay attention to how bad they are there. And I just I had to laugh. Well, right on cue in this report was released yesterday. It highlighted all the networks they removed last month that were based in Nicaragua, which was a network of 937 Facebook accounts, 140 pages, 24 groups, and 363 accounts, all in Nicaragua, that they claim were part of a troll farm that was being operated by the Nicaragua government and the Sandinista National Libertarian Front Party. And the report calls this one of the most cross-government troll operations they've disputed to date, with multiple state entities across the government participating at one time, and they accuse Nicaragua of targeting domestic audiences and of posting positive content about its government and negative commentary about the opposition using hundreds of fake accounts to promote these posts. So they are accusing the government of Nicaragua of having a troll farm, of creating fake users, lying about the opposition, and could it be that they're trying to take down this guy? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't know about that, but I would think so because I I I covered this a lot more, not only when a likely US-led coup assassinated, killed, murdered Moise, the elected president of Haiti, but Before that, I think during Trump's time, totally no one heard about it at all. But Bolivia, the the president of Bolivia was taken out in a coup. He's lucky he wasn't killed, which is probably why he doesn't make that much of a stink. But I believe there were other countries who have been kind of the focus of U.S. attention. And I continue to believe that what the future world order 
or the next phase is supposed to be where China ascends and kind of dominates the world and is the model government, which is fucking scary. And then we get as a booby prize, but our elites are fine with any, any asshole country can have a rich leader. We get the Western hemisphere and we get to be the regional hegemon and kind of have free reign. And I think that's where, I think that's part of what Biden is, is implementing. And Facebook clean seems up, to be clean up all those Latin countries the way Wesley Clark said. Yeah, about Middle despite East. the public front everybody is putting on, where they hate Facebook and Facebook is the root of all evil. Reports like this, and if you go and look over at the Facebook or Meta, they're Meta now. Their news page, their press release page. If you check that out routinely, you will see that they do actions on a daily basis that are falling right in line and facilitating this shift this great reset that the people who claim they hate them want to implement so i don't understand what you're saying i'm saying that everybody in the news and and politicians are pretending to hate facebook pretending that facebook is bad but when you look at the activity that facebook is doing like this report and other activity on their website they announce it all the time they are doing things that are helping the people who claim to hate them a couple of examples is they just expanded what they call their dangerous individuals and and organizations policies to address militarized social movements and violence-inducing conspiracy networks such as QAnon. They have removed 1,700 pages, 5,600 groups, 18,000 Instagram accounts, all all who they say were representing QAnon. This is what they just announced a couple days ago. So it's stuff like this. They, they have a climate science information center that they're promoting in coordination with this event that's going on right now. The stuff they're doing is exactly what the Great Reset wants them to do. Yeah, it makes sense to me, too, because a couple of things. First of all, that those specific examples may be filling in a blank for me. There were some executive orders under the Trump era. I don't know if they were just renewed, 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 or if he originated them. But it's all about like cross-border money people and controlling all those kind of uh, groups. You know, I like, what was that? Like MS-13 or something. They would just identify these groups. It, it's really what in the old days would be pirate, piracy. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're not government organizations, but they are organizations that are considered enemies of the government. It sounds like Facebook is doing stuff like that, too. And I've always thought when when they say, well, Facebook needs to have transparency, accountability, it needs to suppress its desire for profits and promote its social activism or that they need to break it up. All of that stuff reminds me of the progressive era, which back in the day broke up Standard Oil or whatever. And I think that it wouldn't be it isn't too hard to document that the people behind it were the robber barons quote themselves because that works for them as we've discussed before splintering it making it look like there's competition for ideas or for business or whatever is gives people more faith but the tell is when everybody's on the same page like whole foods yeah. like you're never finding you're finding social messages from the vendors at at whole foods but it never says keep needles out of your body. Like rule of thumb, you know, whole, whole, whole foods, whole people don't let a needle in directly into your bloodstream because that, that bypasses your natural barriers towards things going directly into blood. Like they could say that, that would be a normal thing for some, you know, in any random group of competing businesses that might be their social message, but of course, it's curated before you get to see 
the random social messages. They're only only people there would send the other kind of messages. So, yeah, uh, you made me think of something about this report. What one thing. I don't know that I trust it because they say they learned of all of this through their internal investigation of this coordinated behavior and also as a result of reviewing public reporting about some of the activity. If they were to review public reporting in the United States about coordinated behavior, then their report would include stuff about Garland, about question the election. So the stuff that they would say was was not true would be the stuff that's true. So if they're basing it on reporting, I definitely question it. And, and it dawned on me that... Guatemala is a place where we tend to just experiment on. So we have the Guatemala syphilis experiments after the Tuskegee experiments where they literally injected people with syphilis and other diseases. And there's actually a lawsuit right now that's moving through the courts where the the, the family's victims have been allowed to sue. John, let's see. Uh, John Hopkins University, who was involved, active ongoing lawsuit right now of that. And also we have Edward Bernays and the Guatemala coup. These are two things we have our government has both apologized for. Perhaps this is just another little experiment. Man. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. Yeah. So, but I have something very joyful. I have a great announcement, a, a joyous announcement, a big big happy birthday. Howie wants to shout out his beautiful wife and awesome dog mom, Andrea, whose birthday it is today. So a big shout out to her. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. fellow Liberty lover. I hope Howie is doing something awesome for you and uh, that you have a really fantastic day. And I hope you're not listening to this on your actual birthday. Take a news holiday on your birthday and plug back in tomorrow. Howie, just t turn off all the screens Light some candles and have a great night. All right. You guys can find your drive time <laughs> news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMV, go to propagandareport.com. Excuse me. Go to <laughs> patreon.com hey slash propaganda you get it right. Go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and thepropreport.com. Because if you hit the shop button, you can enter our store and buy these awesome new t-shirts. And they are awesome. Talk to y'all next time. Or in the DMB XR.